0: Vintage Sustainability, a podcast where Gordon and John look back at 25 years of sustainable buildings.
1: So, should we go to uh, Edinburgh? Edinburgh? Nice. <laughs> nice. We'll go to Edinburgh. <laughs> We're going to our old pal, Peter Milligan. Peter Milligan. Should yeah. we talk a little bit about Peter? Or should we just start off? For listeners who don't know anything about Peter, uh-huh. we need to start. But let's, let's get because okay. There's a long way to go. There we go. Yeah so what i thought i'd do just as cause i have been thinking about this for a change um i thought i'd see what your reaction to this and if it doesn't work we can just delete it But in popular press what usually comes in front of what does the adjective usually apply to property development bad is it <laughs> what else
2: uh what don't you more more of the same more of the same yeah. evil evil Bad. <laughs> rapacious <laughs> Okay, so all of that <laughs> might be there. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that's the, that's the thing. You know, so um Peter, we he was he became um his visiting professor at Northumbria, as as of course. You yes, were. we know. Yes, we know. And uh, um, yes. I wrote the oration, and I put that piece. I put a piece in about him being a property rights. even in this audience, you usually get when you mention property you usually get like pantomime booing and things like yeah. that because it got such a terrible record i've uh, <coughs> been doing a bit of googling but i mean just to add to, uh, detail to what we know already we started off as a property as a, um as an optician uh-huh he did a degree right. in, in eyes and whatever it is op, op. and he set up a chain of, uh, of of opticians and i was once having my eyes tested the Northern Optical Company in the Granger market, very good in brackets. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and I got talking to the dentist, and he used to work for him. Ah, right. Yes. Yeah, you so mean uh, the optician, not the dentist? Did I say dentist? You did. All right.
2: <laughs> Should
1: <we> start again? <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. Continue. He, worked, he worked for Peter, and he said that he, he invented or innovated this idea of uh, rentier uh, contact lenses. Yes, we so, paid a monthly fee. Yes, yes yeah, so yeah. instead of paying a fortune, I don't know how it works, but... So that was, he sort of made his initial money and sold that off and then become, uh, got into the property. Right,
2: and of course he's, he's um, he, Parabola, his company were the developers
1: of Central Square, which
2: featured in an earlier episode. Yeah. Exactly, yes. Yeah.
1: So he's, uh, he did Central Square, and of course that was very successful. And one of the points we, we made before was that it was like, South of Central Station, not a good place to be, but that really innovated what's now known as the Stevenson Quarter. So he he did the refurb, which got refurb of the year from the British Council of Then he built another, a phase two, a completely new build, uh, very similar next to it. So that was very successful. I still remember talking to him when he was saying, oh, well, you wanted to do something in London. You wanted to like move. His feeling was that by doing Central Square, phase one and two, you brought kind of London standards to Newcastle. Yes, really, yes I think, uh, that sounds familiar, yes. And, and again, if we think of some of the properties that have been done in Newcastle, not mention any names, they're not characterised by high quality no, <laughs> <but that's laughs> or, not, or, no. or architectural merit yes, in yes. so,
2: so what is, um, I'm not saying its uniqueness, but what is its sort of key his key drivers on the development, what's he, what's he looking
1: for? Yeah, so I was thinking, I was thinking about this, and I think this is, this is, there's a few things. One is the, again, the location, yep. um, making a lot out of an unprepossessing location in the first place, and majoring on transport links. Yes. Uh, sustainability yes. is very, very important. The art is clearly very important to him as an individual, and he incorporates that in his work. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. He's actually a cello player.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's,
1: I think he's got a fantastic uh, interest uh, in, in classical music uh, and, and community. You, you know, so King's Place was opened not long after the 7-7 terrorist attacks. Right. And that is a time when like, security was top of the list. Really, mm-hmm. everybody was absolutely terrified. But he made that a place which you could just wander into, go to the cafe, go to the rest. You know, whereas normally office blocks You've got like big security guard. They won't let you through the door. That's yeah. so so kind of open. So King's Place is the development
2: behind King's Cross station. That's the one, yeah. Which was that preceded all the the development that's there now. I mean, yeah, because you know, oh right, yeah, it's, yeah, right. it's certainly developed sort of extensively now as the new Google office. Yeah. So King's Place got offices on the top. Uh huh. It's got like a public area at the. At the ground floor, yeah, well, like that cafe. cafe, cafe which, and restaurant.
1: And it's got a lovely little terrace facing onto the Regents Canal. And yeah, little nice. sort, of com- uh, sort of conference type event yeah. space you can hire. And it's got the uh, concert hall in on the, on the basement. And an art gallery above and that. A, and, a, and an art gallery. And if you remember, uh, Northumber University had a little outpost of its art gallery there as well. Yes, yeah. But he's running a, a, a music foundation there. You, you know, again, This community engagement seems to be very important and one of these kind of unique characteristics, if you like. And I remember being there having a coffee a while ago during the day, and there's a whole procession of school kids, you know, like seven-year-olds coming on a school trip to look at one (laughs) aspect of the building or another, which is quite, again, in complete contrast to the usual City of London vibe. Comhander, yes, 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 yes. you've got the security guards and and all the rest
2: so is this new development we're to seeing now, I guess this is going to follow the same sort of brush strokes in a way oh, as the development. Oh, yes, yes,
1: yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's got fantastic uh, transport links. It's got uh, the tram, it's next to the tram, it's next to a heavy rail link, and it's uh, like five minutes drive from the airport. And it's like the national capital. Of that, you know, so it's got everything going for it in terms of the, the transport links, which are, which are yeah. phenomenal. Fantastic. And are,
2: are the, um, you've got the map there, John? Yes. Good. <laughs> tell me when to
1: drive? How far is it from? So the whole transport thing, the art thing, he's commissioned a tapestry for this new office block. Apparently. Oh, right. Nice. Perhaps um, you've yeah. yeah. that on Instagram, I don't know. When we, when we Google when I, when I Googled him, he was saying he was very interested in tapestry as a kind of, like, traditional art form, which seems to have disappeared. Yes. So, um, can I have a look at that one again? There? But he's moved Vulcan up, up there. And this, this, so, Vulcan was the thing outside the central Biloxi square. The
2: little, sculpture that yeah, used to be outside the central square. square. Yeah. So it's now taking the
1: journey up to uh, Scotland. Yeah, to make a, yeah, so this um, new building has got tennis courts. It's got this paddler, paddler, padel, padel ah, court and yes. well a little more like key outside. And, uh, yeah, right. Let's put my foot down. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. We're in Edinburgh. John. We've,
2: Edinburgh made it, we've made yes. it to Edinburgh. So, so what? Cooking.
1: So, Peter, what we wanted to do is have a chat, basically, about sustainability within your journey, if you like, as a property developer. You know, because I think. It was really obvious with Central Square that it was a mm. major priority with the Brian mm. excellent rating and all the time and trouble and work that went and expense that went into mm. actually achieving that standard. And then also King's Place, you know, again, uh, really high quality specification. And the other thing, we were just talking in the car park before we came here, the, the location issues. You know, you've, been very, you've always been very good at getting a great location, and this is... Excellent, really. Trams just rumbled by there. But what we were sort of really interested in was Briam as a as a concept to a certain extent. And I remember, I think you were the first person who mentioned future proof when we interviewed you like twenty four years ago. Or yes, that it was, was twenty four years ago. <laughs> so it's obviously it's obviously worked. Your, your hunch was correct. Mm. But I'm just wondering, do you think there's been a kind of a learning curve? in as much as it was really tough in the first instance, I think it was Faber-Monsal was the assessors for, for, central, for Central Square, there's a big learning curve for people to get into the tune of where the, what, the, what was needed in terms of evidence. And I was just wondering, with this
3: development, has it become easier? I think that 25 years ago, um, when tenants were looking at buildings, they, they frankly w- didn't care about the environmental aspects of the building. Um, and, you know, we went to a lot of trouble to try and make sure they were very good. And then, you know, in, in the, in the, for their day, they were they were pretty much cutting edge. But most of the tenants weren't that interested, really. Mm-hmm. Now, it's the first thing they ask for. Really? Yeah. Oh, and we, you know, yeah. the tenants that are moving into this building have really grilled this building in terms of um, the environmental uh, criteria, you know, you, you know what the energy is, I and mean, we, you know, we, we, they, 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 they're not really asking about embedded carbon yet, but we have done embedded carbon standards in this building, um, but that's the next thing. But in, but in terms of uh, energy usage, they have, they, they gone to town, and I think, you know, there are there are there are some organisations who um, uh, care deeply about it. There are some who, frankly, it's just box ticking. Um, but and there is a range. But but you know we have we certainly have been a couple of tenants have really have chosen this building specifically because um, of the environmental concerns.
1: And, and what percentage would you say is kind of an ethical element, and what part of it is high energy costs keeping cost of occupancy down? Do
3: you think? <clears throat> I think it's. I don't think they've really taken on board quite how much energy they can save mm-hmm. in terms of. Uh, so for this building, for example, um, the the. The um, kilowatts per square meter that we need to run this building. I mean, it's difficult to believe this, but it's a quarter of what the 2008 SIPSI guide says. It's wow. a quarter. Goodness. I mean, it's absolutely staggering the difference.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. And how yeah. has that been achieved? Is that the efficiency of the surfaces or is it the
3: structure? It's a combination, it's, um, it's uh, wall insulation. Uh-huh. It's um, uh, exposed structure. Uh, it's uh, air source heat pumps, photovoltaics. Um, it's mixed mode, so you can open the windows. All oh, right. <coughs> um, uh, so it's it's and it's a displacement air. Uh, so it's it's a it's a whole. I mean, it's, it's there's no there's no one thing mm-hmm. that gets you there. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a raft of different different. Um, uh, Components.
0: And the deep reveal on the windows, could, and the yes, glazing right. quality. In like, so, so
3: cool, it, yeah. fact, it's interesting on the on the windows reveal. If you if you look at the outside of the building, on the south side of the window, it's square, and on the north side, it's slanted to allow more lighting but no sun.
0: Yes,
3: yes. Which is it's a
0: small thing, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it's a, yeah, it's a classic approach, really, of engineering <coughs> architecture to look at
4: that
0: Just one thing's the saying, bit about the. Incoming tenants, some of them very interested in the environment. Um, some might be box taking to some extent, but some people are very sort of passionate about it. I sort of get the feeling that those people are also passionate about the conditions for the staff inside the building, which is also part of the environment thing. And often you find that the sort of mixed mode, exposed thermal mass, is a sort of nicer space to be in just for, for working. Yeah, it is. So I think that those two things have come together, really, as, as an offer. Yeah. I think I think I think No question
3: well. in my mind, um exposed uh, concrete ceiling mm-hmm. uh, gives a very much nicer um feeling. Yeah. It just just moderates the temperature. Uh, yeah. and it's just, it just it's just very much nicer to be in than than yes. uh, ceiling tiles. Yeah and the displacement ventilation is
1: so That helps it's, it's as well. continued through from yeah. all, all your
3: buildings. <coughs> oh yeah, that's right. So and that's gone in and after fashion. I mean, you know, when we first sent central, central Square when we first did it, it was cutting edge and people were moving to it and then people started going going in fact we had one tend to who sort of basically effectively ripped it out in the central square south but now mm-hmm. it's coming right back in again you know it's right yes. and now now people are really putting it in so 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 we've we've stuck we've stuck with it all the way through but there there has been fashions over that period mm-hmm. so
0: <coughs> yeah well it's interesting that you've maintained that solution mm-hmm. here because i think it is a solution that that is lasting i mm-hmm. think that's right yeah
1: that's right and have you found Getting a Briam is more expensive in terms, well, there's two elements. One is in terms of the capital cost.
3: Yeah.
1: And the other thing is the kind of professional fees element, because yeah. in terms of this kind of learning curve that people know what they're talking about now, or is it, I mean, or has de- Briam become much more complex than it
3: used to be? It definitely costs more money to do it. Yeah. And, you know, some of the things, you get points for some things which, to be honest, are pretty irrelevant in terms of the environment. Mm. And uh, some things are really important, And we, and, you know, and, so, so we we have gone for the things which we think make a difference, not for the things which yes. are um, good for box ticking, uh-huh. and it, and and you know we could have done a few a few more box ticking things, and we probably would have got into outstanding. All right, yeah. um, but we've we've just excellence. We think excellence is a good standard. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> <that's> pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and and um, you know, and and that's based on things that that we really believe make a difference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
4: Yes,
1: and on, in terms of the professional team, do you think architects and engineers are more geared up to the requirements? So it's it's less painful to achieve. Do you did you get that impression or Did you manage to um, s- avoid the toing and froing that goes on?
3: Well, there's 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 obviously there's, you know we also monitor against the BCO mm-hmm. guidelines, and it's the same with the BCOs. You know, some things. um we strongly support. There are some things which I think, frankly, are outdated, mm-hmm. and they need to rethink it. Um, and we've 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 gone with all the things which we strongly support. And there are some things we think, you know, whereas, for example, the 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 lux level that you need to have, uh, I mean a lot of tenants they actually want task lighting rather than um, mm-hmm. you know yeah. lux lighting from the ceiling. So. We 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 are close to what the BCO um, specified, but, but we, we we're actually just under. But that's that was totally driven by you know environmental uh, uh, considerations. And the other the other interesting thing is, we, you know, putting when 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 Cate buildings are fitted out with seniors, a lot of those are ripped out, mm-hmm. uh, and you know yeah. in the fitting because you know whereas with, with this building. Uh, there's there's n- uh, pretty well nothing that tenants have been chucking out when they came in. They've had to move things, you know, they build partition walls, but they haven't ripped stuff out and thrown it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we we had the same approach to the to the underfloor floor boxes. We 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 gave them a rather than put them in, we, gi- we gave them a um, a sum towards their fit out. Rather than putting a standard fit out, which then gets ripped out and replaced, so so we've so, and I don't I'm not sure we got any credit for that mm-hmm. um, in 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 Briam um, or or in in um, uh, in the uh, BCO, but but that was that was a very conscious decision on our part. Can you tell?
1: You were saying that there's an Australian alternative to Briam, which you're interested
3: yeah, and in. Yeah, so neighbours, you know, neighbours. Appears to be poised to take over from BRIAM in terms of certainly in terms of London city, you know major offices. They are they're taking and they haven't thrown BRIAM out, but but neighbours is becoming, I think, more dominant ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> which it's because what you're yeah. saying it's, it's operational as well as just it's delivering you know, performance, yeah, exactly, so. yeah. which
0: often does require. Just fine tuning during occupation because there's bound to be a journey you didn't expect yeah. in terms of some, some level of yeah. Uh, yeah. sort of energy. Yes, yeah,
3: it, it yeah. absolutely does. Yeah,
0: I, I was wondering, Peter. The, the, there's another standard that I've come across um, is the well standard, which sits alongside Briam, which is even more focused on health and well being. Yeah. Briam is focused on it,
4: yeah.
0: so I think that took off about five years ago and it's i, I see it just slowly yeah. emerging in the odd project so i was just wondering if that if that's another standard that you have on your radar for the future
3: um yeah we joined
0: by richard thompson who's the architectural director of parabola
3: richard. richard thompson richard richard is our architectural director
0: ah richard so we were just talking to peter about briam and the neighbour's standard and other standards. I was just saying the well standard seems to be there on the table to be thought about. Is that something
4: yeah, that... that... we looked, We looked at it in, um, in, in when we did the base build. But I right. think what, what felt more relevant for well standard was actually fit out. So elements yes. of the Edinburgh Park scheme which relate to well standard, so like amenity, play space, which usually in well standard it's related to the building. Have you got yes. gymnasium? Have you got. We have them outside the building. So strictly speaking, we don't comply to well standard within the building, but mm-hmm. we're doing it on a broader scale. So what we need is a well standard for the master plan, uh-huh. uh, ideally. Yeah. Well, they are new. So I'm we, sure, I'm so sure we, they'll come up with a we version. We chose not yeah. to go for that certification. so. Yeah. In that, okay. In that instance.
0: okay. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't have thought many incoming tenants are particularly aware of it, but I don't know. I don't, don't deal with those sort of businesses coming the, in. So, so the,
4: the first tenant hasn't chosen to certify? Yeah, um, okay. But again, we, we also talked about doing you know, doing well-enabled, so we can, we can put the framework there. You know, there's a lot of things around water quality and air quality that we can provide to support a tenant if they want to go for a well standard for their fit-house. Um, so we have that in the ability as well.
0: Um, I've just, it's just come to mind, in the, when we first interviewed Peter, sort of 25 years ago, we? <laughs> and we interviewed Kerry Jones, who were the architects oh, yeah. from Leeds, who mm, did, the, yeah. did the building, we were asking them as architects what was the most important thinking about the Briam standard, uh, it just came back to me. They said that because um, it was relatively new there, really, that one of the key things it allowed the value engineering process to be stopped during the construction because so many things were part oh, of the Briam that they couldn't they couldn't get taken out of a project yeah. in a value engineering. That's an interesting
4: point. I think still applies. Do think? you think it's? Yeah. I
0: was wondering yeah. if we've
4: we're past that or whether. It does give you that it's some. It will make it gives you some leverage, but that, yes, yeah. I think. It does. And we, I suppose our example was um, not necessarily because of Brian, but because we wanted it. But we had a, we had a specification for the concrete in this building yes. at forty percent GGBS. Yes, and you're on site, and it's the middle of winter, and the contractor's trying to pour the concrete, and then it's not going off fast enough. We've got the GGBS makes it difficult, and we went no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> we are having we, want, we want interest. what we want. Find your way, find a way of doing that. Yeah. So, you know, they had to insulate the columns, they had to pour like in a slightly different way, they had to take props down slightly more slowly. But they they had to they were obliged to do that because of the BREAM obligation. That's yeah, it, we didn't use the bream as the stick, uh-huh. but it, but it did. It, yeah, it right. gave you a bit of backup. Yeah. I yeah. think yeah. I remember it was Low Knox boilers yeah, yeah, was the issue at Central Square Was they, it Low Knox
1: boilers? That's right. They wanted was, to move away from uh, Low Knox uh, boilers. The hat seems you being tempted
0: by a yes. cheap yeah, right. boiler. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> they can be very persuasive during the construction phase. Yeah. Well, time and programme with all program. of the s-
4: sustainability choices, it's it's that it's that supply chain, isn't it? It's kind of keeping. You can have the designers <laughs> within and want it in a certain way. And then at each step, along with this, there's potential to dilute it. Mm-hmm. So that I think po- that's one of the biggest challenges in construction.
0: So I think at that point, that was fairly novel in the process. People were learning by experience. But I would have thought now it probably is a bit more mature. But the standards keep changing, so you know the Briam credits get tougher. Yeah. I think not easier.
4: Yeah. Uh,
3: could, could, I mean, one thing, one one issue with all these tests is they are quite expensive to maintain. Absolutely. The Bream is once, but the well you have to do every year, don't you? Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. is that right? Yeah, yeah. okay,
3: okay. Mm. So and that which is which is I mean it's a really quite a significant cost.
0: Uh, just on the M and E side, since, since you've joined us, um, the the building is mixed mode.
4: Yeah.
0: So that, as I understand that, you, you can you can naturally ventilate or mechanically ventilate, um, and switch between one and the other.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, so, so, it's not an uncommon uh, concept. It's, uh, it's got, you know it's, yeah. it's quite frequent to use. How, how how do occupants ca- to choose one or the other? Is that building wise, or can they just open the windows if they wish? No, it's,
4: it's it's very much a case of if in in a scenario where they want to open the windows, they, they can do so. Oh, right. um, there's okay. there's a, I don't, have you been up on the floor plate? No, we haven't, no, we haven't been on the So, so there are little right. there are traffic light indicators on the columns. Yeah. Um, yes. which show at the moment they're red and green which yes. is a very kind of binary thing. Yes, um, really, but, yes. But what it shows when CO2 level is above a certain level uh, or particular. Oh, so they're CO2 linked. Yeah. And, and that, with the displacement system we've got and the amount of fresh air we're putting into the floor plate, it shouldn't really ever reach that point. But yeah. if it does, if there's, I know, a, a cluster of people having a birthday, celebrating a birthday party birthday, just in one corner of the office, you can then fling yeah. a window. It, it advises you to open, no, not advises, but it gives you a signal, say, open the window, it's yes. an that'll... that'll yeah. Kind of but you your... can open the window. In any but case. you can do it in any, any case. The, obviously, in a in a, in a building, multi multi occupancy with twenty people sat there, somebody's by the window, somebody's not. You've got all, yeah. all those criteria. Our um, windows are fairly narrow mm-hmm. as well, so you don't you're not having people sort of, you know, throwing windows wide open and having having those sort of gusts. So it's more yeah. about sort of trickle ventilation from the outside. So the uh, and um, the ability. I think the kind of knowing you can do it is almost as important as doing <laughs> I, think I
0: think you're absolutely right, because plenty of research suggests that people can open a window. They're much more tolerant yeah. of a wide range of conditions yeah. if, they, if they can't. That's I've good. always fought for the point that if you've got openable windows, people should be free to open them whenever they want. You yeah. might give them some advice. Yeah. And the building regulations from last June, you have to have CO2 monitoring in all buildings now. Oh. So from this point on, that's... Not Not an option, yeah. Is that yeah. right I don't know. that is right, and with the
4: with the uh, visual doesn't say you have, it doesn't
0: really go in the detail of the sensing, but it says that the monitoring must be at head height
4: yeah
0: um, about f- f- half a meter from a window, they don't want yeah. the want near air window, but it needs to be at breathing head height, yeah. not in the combined extract duct, yeah, which can give you a yeah. false breathing. representative of what's happening where the people actually breathe mm. yeah. so i I'm not sure how much of this has been spotted in the building regulations, I'm sure it has, but I think once you start seeing that in many modern buildings, which you have here, people in other buildings start to, to be aware there's an issue about air quality, yeah. so I think we're going to see a, I think, I an mean, awareness of that. And, and air quality,
4: again, I think that's something that's, from the tenant perspective, it's not something that's come back very strongly from the occupiers, from, their, from the consultants advising them, because they, I think they're yes. aware. The occupiers maybe not so much, I and mean, we, we have been at pains to explain to people you know, the, the way we've designed this building with the stratification so we've got very high ceilings yes. you've got displacement ventilation so the air is rising yes. and where it's getting warm and yeah. it's, it's, it's high up and it's been taken yeah. away compared to a 2.7 yeah. standard ceiling height
1: Are you doing very much on tenant training so to speak in
4: terms of Making how sure they use the building. Yes, in terms of making sure people are familiar with your strategies. So And through I mean the the building manager here knows the systems inside out uh-huh. and has just been side by side with the tenant oh. during their fit out. Mm-hmm. Also their consultants, we, we had a really early engagement with the, the tenants, but actually before they'd even signed a lease. Mm-hmm. We were visiting buildings with them, we were t- showing them around here, showing them all the O and Ms. So they were fully engaged in, and actually I think they the consultants we were working with from the occupiers perspective, they understood the building and wanted to work with that. So that's, that was very productive. This occupancy evaluation, I, I kind of, I'd like I, I wonder,
1: does this filter through to the actual real people on the floor? In terms, you know, it's one thing to two for you it. to know it yeah. and the consultants to know it and, and...
4: I kind of, I hope so, put it that way. Yeah. I, I'd like to think that we're going to get more direct feedback yeah. when we do start, I And mean, I don't know if you've talked about neighbours yet, but it feels like that's the direction Be, of travel from Brayham yes. to Neighbours, and actually yes. to, you know, it's all very well designed in the building. Yes. How does it actually operate yeah. for five years post, post Yes, Is yes. it being maintained properly? Is it being yeah. used in the right way? Are you getting the results you expect? It's the right thing. Yeah, so. yeah, that's, yeah. Sorry, that's, that's fine. Nice. Ah, that was great. Thank very much. Very helpful. Thanks.
3: Yeah, the other thing you might like to do is you, you might like to chat to the, to Philip, the building manager, who's ex- the best building manager I've ever come across. Oh, yeah. right, good. So he's he, he could he could take you around the building, and show you he could show you the plant if. if, if oh, like. that would be great. <laughs> sorry, hi. <right? laughs> just just plant. It's just fine. <laughs> <Come> on, <plant. laughs> yeah. yeah, you're fine.
1: So what's, what's next, Peter? Is there a phase two? Is, is that what uh, the big square is? Yeah, so there's, so there's a, the a,
3: a, a twin of this that would go to the south. Do you want to go and have a look at the yeah. model? Yeah. Up we'll there. take that off.
1: So here we
2: are, Gordon, driving back, approaching Berwick. Yes, Berwick trip. on the way back to Newcastle. That after
1: our sunny trip to Edinburgh, we certainly so, picked a good day. It's yes, fantastic. Good day. day. When you approach the building, you just say, wow, this, well, is, this is quality this is, this is a classy place. And you know, it's
2: net zero. Yes. You know, it's uh, exposed thermal mass, mixed mode ventilation through the floor. It's got a lot of good attributes going for that building. It's, a, it's looking like a success. Um,
1: roof full of PD. Uh, it's a quite an
2: extensive bit of PV on the roof. So, good visit. Um, oh, quite yeah. interesting to talk to Peter Mulligan about oh, Peter was his, really good.
1: Yeah, it's nice. all that sort of stuff was great. And, and his architectural director, Richard, came yeah. to talk to us as well. Yeah. So it's was very kind of them to uh, give up their time Absolutely. and, and, and an interesting set of things to, to talk about. And attention to detail seems to pay off, doesn't it, really, in
2: engineering, the architecture, the layout, the consideration of the spaces.
1: It just, it, create something really, really good. I think the critical thing is that it's it's um, taking a long term view. You know, it's it's putting in the, the quality now to have a high quality, future proof as as we've said before, uh, building in, in, in the future. Uh, so, we, John, we might
2: be going back to that one in twenty five years. You know, a very specific uh, type of type yes. of development. Um, yeah. It seems to be a successful model So it's not a, it's not an evil. Well. He's a nice (laughs) person. Right. So what's next? What's the next plan? I don't know, John, you know, I was thinking about the construction excellence, 20 years of construction excellence in the northeast of England, yes,
3: and every year,
2: I think every year, I will have checked, they've had a sustainable Award for the most no sustainable project oh, in right. the Northeast. Yeah. I wonder if we should have a look at the list of those projects. Uh-huh. Might give us a good
1: starting point for some uh, more visits. Yes, yes. It's a good idea. And perhaps we could speak to Katriola Lingwood and see yep. if she's got any observations. Yes, I think. And have Simon Murray, who used to be a judge quite regularly. Yeah, yeah.
2: And told oh, to okay. some of the award winning buildings. I th- I know a few of them since I was involved in a couple of them, so that will be good, so be a good list to go for. Oh, it's going to be con-
1: So as we're approaching Berwick, well, quite right away from Berwick, let's get back. Quite away from Berwick, actually, we're passing Tornest Nuclear Power Station. Yes, on the left
2: by the sea. Yes. Yeah. You, yeah. Down the coast.
1: So my claim to fame is uh-huh. being, being ancient as I am. there actually came to protest against this, and I was in a just stop oil style trespass on the site. Were you? With some of the greeny, greeny people. But you weren't wearing an
2: orange t shirt. I would wager you had flares on. Uh,
1: I, prob- I probably
2: did. <laughs> I might
1: have even had a Fair Isle cardigan as well. A fair Isle? No, Fair Isle sleeveless top. A Fair Isle sleeveless top? To the style of uh, Paul McCartney. Yes. But the great thing about this is that at the time there was banners saying we've got 300 years of coal. We shouldn't, um, be, we shouldn't be building this nuclear power station. <laughs> it's really dangerous. <laughs> what did we know? What do we know? Yes. <laughs> the nuclear power is now the savior of the planet, and coal has been completely yeah. done away with. So, presumably, we've still got 300 years' worth of We're coal. <laughs> coal. <laughs> we've got
2: 300 years' worth of coal. But
1: we don't want to use it. No. It's very, yeah. very bad.
2: Ah, wow, well, it's interesting what So it, it just
1: shows what the conventional wisdom is. It just shows you can't believe everything the Friends of the Earth say. Ah, uh-huh, well, I think their hearts were in the right place. Oh, well, my heart was in the right place. Yes, they? and your heart. Yeah. And it probably still is. Yeah. Oh, well, that's but a it, nice aside, John. And okay. of course, well, and of course, Torness hasn't blown up. No. And it hasn't destroyed Edinburgh. No. Well, those well, were the two big worries. That was I the had. big worry. John, how did you get up here to Torness? I came up in a Citroen Diane. A Citroen Diane? Yes, 435 right. cc's right. power. On your own or was it a car full of... Uh... No, no, I was with my darling wife uh-huh. and and uh, we poddled up here. It probably took about four hours, uh-huh. but it didn't use much petrol.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, we weren't worried about petrol then. And it had lead in it.
1: Yes, that's right.
2: <laughs> I'm surprised I've survived. <laughs> well, what a nice little sort of memory lane visit that was. Yes. Thank you.